0: Hey, everyone. So before we get into this really cool episode about overlanding, we just need to read you a couple disclaimers. I know, I know, but believe me, they're for your own good. So, modifications on cars may void warranty, impact performance and safety, and may not be street legal. Off-roading is inherently dangerous. Abusive use may result in bodily harm or vehicle damage. Wear your seatbelt at all times and do not allow passengers in the cargo area. Okay, so now that we got through the heavy stuff, let's have some fun. Hey everyone, it's Tyler. And this is Kelsey. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking all about overlanding. So full disclosure, when we recorded these episodes before, I did not know anything about overlanding. Do you know? I, yes. Okay. I, feel, I feel confident that I could explain it a little bit, but we're not gonna do that. We're gonna have our experts help us Thank goodness. Uh, explain what it is. So I talked to our guests before they went on this very popular overlanding event called the FJ Summit. So, later in this episode, you're going to get to hear some interviews straight from that event from some people who are there.
1: I unfortunately was on vacation during these interviews, but I learned a lot just by listening to you talk to them.
0: Yeah, and I never go on vacation. So, first up, I talked to Josh Burns from Toyota's product communications team, and who is also an overlanding aficionado.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Okay, so. I'm going to consider you my overlanding expert. Great. What is overlanding?
2: <sighs> I'm going to give you a really bad analogy here, okay, okay. but Let's do you remember do you remember when alternative became a thing in music? And then, like, everything was alternative.
0: All right, I'm on board.
2: It's a wide net <laughs> that you cast on okay. a lot of different music, right? Like, got it. In some ways, that's kind of what overlanding has become, I think, okay. for off roading, is people just associate you're going off roading and that's overlanding. Okay. There's kind of a, a more specific definition, I guess. I think the root of a lot of it is really kind of more from Australia.
0: Uh huh.
2: We have a lot of Australian off road. In th- in it like influenced
0: Interesting.
2: It. Yeah. And my understanding is it really kind of came out of ranching. Okay. And the ranchers would have to really move their animals great distances. Uh-huh. And so, they were on this, you know, longer trip. They'd have to be self-sufficient. They'd have to be able to kind of pack everything that they needed with them.
0: Yeah.
2: That's kind of what overlanding is for off-roading. Okay. It's less about going and conquering a mountain or doing this super gnarly rock climb and really more about kind of the journey from point A to point point B. Okay. And then being self-sufficient along the way.
0: Okay. So it's like what you're saying is it's less, oh, there's one mountain that I want to see if I can get from the bottom to the top and more of a continuous journey doing those things along the way, like sleeping, functioning in the vehicle. Yeah.
2: Sometimes you do have more challenging terrain and Mm -hmm. you kind of have to be ready for everything. You know, you may be with another vehicle or two, so you need to be able to get each other out of trouble with recovery gear. A lot of the same things you'd use in other forms of off-roading, but it's really a level of self-sufficiency and more of that adventure spirit. And I think that's why there's a little more mass appeal Uh right now because it's more family-friendly. You're not necessarily worried about, you know, breaking a bunch of parts on the vehicle because you're not trying to scale a mountain, necessarily. Okay.
0: So you kind of have to have some sort of background, right?
2: Yeah. I think I think off-roading for a lot of people can be kind of intimidating yeah. because it, it does require a level of preparedness. Mm-hmm. And I think overlanding, like legit overlanding, mm-hmm. is kind of next level okay. preparedness.
0: If you were just an average person that had an offered vehicle, you in a friend and you're ready, how do you find where to go?
2: It's a good question. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a lot of resources online. Okay. You know, a lot of off-road trails throughout the nation are old mining trails, or you know, they had a, they lived a different life, and and so now sometimes this is, you know, this is the second life of those trails. It could be remote mining, uh, gold mining, or something up in the mountains. Um, Moab, Utah, is one of the most famous off-roading meccas in many ways. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of uranium. Uh, mining trails that actually, that was the basis for that whole town, really.
0: That seems sketchy. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> if if you were to travel there, you'd see they're actually doing this pretty extensive and probably pretty costly um, cleanup of all the, oh, yeah. all the tillings from when they were like enriching their uranium and mining it and everything. It's pretty crazy.
0: So tell us more about this event and then Toyota's involvement in the event because it's actually the enthusiasts who are just so jazzed about overlanding in their Toyota vehicles that yeah. they put it on, right?
2: Well, so I think that as this whole like segment has really blossomed and grown, Toyota has kind of taken a pretty good foothold in it. I think just because of what our products are. Yeah. The reliability, the durability. There's an old Toyota phrase internally, you know, Toyota will get you there and back. There's a lot of truth to the product we make and... Mm-hmm. and how that relates to kind of that adventurous lifestyle and being able to depend on your vehicle. The event you're talking about is FJ Summit. It's Mm -hmm. in Ure, Colorado. And it really is kind of a... It began as really a gathering of off-road enthusiasts, Mm -hmm. um, specifically for the FJ Cruiser. That vehicle is no longer produced, but a lot of people still own them. (laughs) Funny enough, I think last year, it was the first time that there were... More than 50% of the vehicles that were not FJs. Oh, okay. So Tacomas, Forerunners. So the event itself really is just a Toyota off-road enthusiast event. You know, there's promoters that put it on. So it really is just an enthusiast event that is based around off-roading. They do organized trail runs. They, you know, have group dinners. Our part in it is really we've kind of helped provide a, a small level of support, but mm-hmm. really that that event grew just out of the enthusiasts that love yeah. our product.
0: Yeah. Okay. So then when you're at the event and you've got the Forerunners, Tacomas, then what?
2: It's a combination of things. I think that, it, first of all, Yure is stunning. I think the event really is people who enjoy the outdoors yeah. and they enjoy their vehicles, yeah. right? So it's kind of a um, celebration of of those things coming together. Mm-hmm. So every day there's different trail runs. I'll give you a little stat. Seth from FJ Summit, um, the gentleman who runs it, uh-huh. he's given me the play-by-play the last couple of years. They have so many people that apply for spots on this. Oh, I didn't
0: know you had to apply.
2: You have to apply. Oh, wow. They sold out, I want to say, in 22 seconds this year.
0: How is that possible?
2: There's only so many spaces in your. it's a smaller town. Um, there's only so many hotels. Oh, right, and yeah. so yeah. The, and then when it comes to the event itself, I mean, this kind of leads into what you're asking. They only have so many spots for trail runs. Mm. So there'll be multiple trail runs each day. Um, 10 or 12 vehicles will be on each one. You'll have a trail leader. He'll have recovery gear, safety gear, and he'll kind of help guide you through a particular trail so it it gives people the opportunity to hang out socialize yeah kind of enjoy what they like doing with their vehicle but it also gives a little bit more direction on hey if you want to go check out this pretty famous trail they help kind of guide you through it i guess mm-hmm. in a way so it's just kind of a a gathering of okay. fun off-roading in that regard and so yeah honestly no, that's really, awesome. it's really cool
1: Holy cow, FJ Summit was sold out in 22 seconds. I'm going to have to set an alert for next year. I know. I feel like it's sold out quicker than a Beyonce concert, but I don't want anyone to come for me on that. All right. Whoa. Are we going next year? Yeah, of All course. Right. F- bosses, bosses, boss. Do you hear that? We're going next year. Yeah, that's right. All right. So I'm thinking about it, especially since this next guest says Lexus vehicles are great for overlanding. And I, as you know, Kelsey, am a very proud I'm GX aware. owner.
0: yeah. <laughs> so Josh told us all about overlanding and how Toyota has made a name for itself in this community for its reliability and durability. But you can't forget about the luxury vehicles. We are here with Craig Taguchi, who is a senior manager of Lexus Communications and also an off-road enthusiast. Welcome to the podcast, Craig.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Awesome. So today we are talking about overlanding, off-road, all things off-road vehicles, as far as Toyota and Lexus goes, and I will say, I was so interested to learn that there is an entire off-road community when it comes to Lexus. Because obviously, when people think of Lexus SUVs, they think of like the, the ultimate in luxury, and you know, you go on paved roads, maybe interstates, but like nothing, nothing further than that. So, I'm so excited to hear about that today and what you guys are doing in Lexus to further that community.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you you hit it right on the nail there. It's just basically there's not much awareness around the off-road capability of the Lexus GX 460 and the 570, which are current vehicles that we offer today. You know, often, oftentimes you do see them uh, at the mall or at yeah. the grocery store and people are enjoying them. They're incredibly comfortable. The craftsmanship is top-notch. Um, they're ultra luxurious. But, um, but when you take them into the dirt, really... Uh, they shine. That's where they're uh, they're off road capable, um, and we're just really uh, proud of that.
0: So, can you tell us a little bit more about the evolution of GX at the FJ Summit and why you guys are there?
3: Sure. So, uh, FJ Summit did start off primarily as an event for FJ Cruiser owners, but as time went on and there were more and more. Uh, owners of Forerunners and Tacomas that started to come. One of the largest uh, increases that the FJ Summit uh, organizers found was this GX community. Okay. And so what started off as maybe a handful of GX owners that were attending FJ Summit, there is now, for example, this year, thirty-five to 40 GX vehicles that will be attending this event. Wow! So it just goes to show you the popularity that uh, GXOR really has taken off and people have found the off-road capability and the sort of secret hidden in uh, the GX platform. So we're really excited to go out there and do a couple of trail runs with this uh, engr- enthusiast group. Mm-hmm. Make some friends and yeah. let them check out our rig. Hopefully we can jump in theirs and we can all have some fun together.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, because with the GX, you get the offer capability, but it's still luxury. So I mean, like, why go out in, out in the middle of nowhere without like a nice... Interior. I mean, you can have both, like get both.
3: Get both. Get the best of both worlds. I think <laughs> yeah. a lot of people will tell you that, um, especially like Forerunner owners or Tacoma owners, you know, there's certain things about the GX yeah. that are just clutch when yeah. it comes to being on a week-long expedition through Utah or Arizona. It's like when it gets really hot it's nice to turn up those uh, ventilated seats. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, when it gets cold, it's nice to have that heated steering wheel. And if you got kids, rear seat entertainment, you know, throw it on. It's just, yeah, it's kind of, it's just icing on the cake, really. It's like
0: glamping in your car.
3: Yeah, but doing (laughs) awesome things.
0: Yeah, 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 that's right. (laughs) Okay. So, as we got to know a little bit more about overlanding and the off-road community, obviously, after people buy their cars, they're They're doing things to them to make them more off-road capable. So at Lexus, you guys are doing the same thing with a custom rig.
3: There is a really great enthusiastic group out there called GXOR. Uh, It's a Facebook page um, Mm -hmm. started by a gentleman named Dan Koons. And uh, this community of GX470 owners, which is the uh, first-gen GX, they got together and they started to realize that they can take their vehicles anywhere, that Mm -hmm. there's aftermarket support for suspension components and parts and it just got bigger and bigger and it gained such so much momentum and now there's almost 10,000 users on this Facebook page and if you go on Instagram and other uh, social platforms and you just do a search on hashtag Mm GXOR it really starts to come to life on what owners are doing with their vehicles and Lexus we got really inspired by these owners and what they're doing with their vehicles and where their vehicles are taking them Mm -hmm. to these ultra beautiful locations that are remote and off the grid that we decided, hey, let's do a a build that's inspired by this GXOR community. Mm -hmm. And um, that's exactly what we did. Basically, this vehicle is taking a 2019 GX460 and we worked with um, Icon suspension. So we have a two and a half inch suspension. We have... um, upper control arms for a little bit more uh, ground clearance on the suspension. We have 34-inch tires that are mounted on F-Sport wheels. And then we took it a step further, you know, in case we get a little bit of damage on these trails. (laughs) um, We partnered with CBI and they created a full front and rear bumper um, armor system for under the vehicle as well as the side skirts. It also has like a worn winch that's hidden in the front bumper in case we need to do any kind of recovery. We packaged it with some cool things. So overlanding isn't just about the trail, it's about camping and being off the grid. Yeah. So um it's also equipped with um you know a roof rack with ALU boxes um mm-hmm. for storage. Um it has a goose gear drawer system in the back with a built in uh National Lunar Refrigerator that's powered by <laughs> solar. So when you're off on an adventure yeah. in the middle of nowhere for a week, you can you can survive and okay. kind of enjoy the nice things that uh, a Lexus owner would like, you know, like a a cold beverage or, uh, uh, you know, refrigerated fruits and and vegetables and things like that. So it's got the luxury. You're not missing out on anything. You'll be in the ultimate luxury and you'll be doing adventuring to a next level.
0: What is the benefit to Toyota and Lexus going out there with the enthusiasts? Does it help them to learn from the enthusiasts what they're looking for in the next vehicle?
3: Absolutely. If you take, for example, FJ Summit, we often have chief engineers that go. We have yeah. some designers from cal that go. But really what we're doing is we're on the ground with our, our most loyal enthusiasts, our, most, uh, our biggest fans. Mm-hmm. And we get a chance to ride with them. We get a chance to talk with them. We get a chance to listen to what they're experiencing with their vehicles and things that they might want to see in the future. Yeah. And then we can research that, study those. Unless you get out there and you ride and drive mm-hmm. with these enthusiasts it's hard to really get that great feedback so yeah. we really are fortunate to have a great relationship with people like Seth and um, Matt uh, at FJ Summit to allow us to participate along with them and to ride along with mm-hmm. them and to engage with their community base which is um you know also our our community base and everyone's having a great time yeah everyone is uh, all smiles and uh it's just it's just a fun event for everyone. I encourage anyone who's ever interested mm-hmm. to just to go out and see it. Check out a check out an Overland Expo. Check out an FJ Summit, and uh, from a stock vehicle to you know however far you want to take it, just just get out there and, and get your vehicle dirty.
0: Yeah, awesome. So obviously this is a passion for you. So if you weren't working for Lexus on this Lexus product. What would be your personal off road vehicle?
3: Wow, that's a really good question. Well, <laughs> I do own a uh, first gen Forerunner. Okay. A 1988 Forerunner.
0: 1988,
3: wow. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you look at it, that was before I was born. It was, wow. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Kelsey. But you have to look it up. It's yeah. one of the most iconic vehicles, in my opinion, that Toyota ever came out with. It was a, basically um, a Forerunner with a removable top.
0: Oh yeah, and yeah, so yeah. you could
3: take the top off, and there's yeah. a couple seats in the back. Um, my dad actually owns the vehicle now, uh-huh. but I hope that if he ever wanted to sell it, he would give me first dibs <laughs> on it. But <laughs> yeah. that would probably be my go-to, to be okay. honest. And so that that's kind of where I would probably uh, invest my uh, my time and my money would be put into that first gen four runner and kind of build it the awesome. way I'd want to do it.
0: Fantastic. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. It was awesome. Thank you. All right, Kelsey, I'm doing it. Wow, I really support you in this effort, but you may want to add a little something to your GX to, you know, lift it up and protect it.
1: Totally. You're totally right.
0: Lucky for you, Josh and I talked to somebody who's an expert on making high-performance rigs for Toyota and Lexus vehicles. This
2: is Mark. Hey, Mark, how's it going? It's Josh and Kelsey.
0: Welcome to the podcast.
4: I appreciate it. Thank you. appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Okay. So can you quickly say your name, your title, what you do, a little bit about your your business?
4: Absolutely. So my name is Mark Hawley. I am the uh, founding owner of Metal Tech 4x4. It was founded in 2000. And uh, we design and build high-performance off-road parts exclusively for Toyota and Lexus vehicles.
0: Ooh, I love the exclusively. Nice.
2: So I, I was telling Kelsey before we got on the call that there weren't a lot of Toyota aftermarket companies in the past. Uh, what made you decide to go that route?
4: The key thing for me really was my uh, founding vehicle. Uh, my first car was a, uh, a Toyota FJ40, a total Franken-cruiser. It was built with about 12 different trucks. When I was 17 years old, I bought this thing, and I got it because the top came off, and I thought it would get me girls, actually. you know, <laughs> six, you know 17 years old, that was motivation. <laughs> and I fell in love with the FJ40 in the Land Cruiser platform, and I quickly discovered this kind of subculture of these crazy Land Cruiser people, and it just exploded from there for me. That was 1988, 87. You know, join the TLCA really, really on. My my TLCA number is like four digits.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, For those who don't know, that's the Toyota Land Cruiser Association.
0: Oh, wow. I didn't know there was an association.
4: There is. Yeah, the TLCA. founded in 76, I think. Uh, I joined in uh, 89, 90.
0: What do you have to do to be a part of the club?
4: You have to have... Actually, they changed the rules several years ago to where it's any Toyota that has a two-speed transfer case. So it has to be a tiller four drive with a two-speed transfer case. So the definition of more of a, a truck type thing yeah. versus just an all-wheel drive. Okay. So
0: awesome. yeah. So it, it's a pretty active group. Uh, they they do events all throughout the country. And it's
3: evolved over the years, of course. Yeah. You know, more than just a, a group of people
4: that meet and do things. It's there's there's events all over the place and a wonderful newsletter they put out. And I got into Land Cruises really early on and you know, it just kind of snowballed from there and, you know, it fast started to, uh, to, in order to finish college, sell my 40 to, you know, finish school life accelerated. And and eventually ended up getting back to where I, uh, finally was able to buy my land cruiser again. And so I bought another land cruiser. And by then nobody made a roll cage the way that I wanted one to work. And I had just got to moving back to Oregon from working in the aerospace industry in Southern California. And I'm used to just making something if you need it. If if you don't have something, design and build it. Yeah. So I went ahead and invested in tube bending equipment and taught myself how to do it. And <laughs> did the one thing I don't recommend, teach yourself how to weld.
2: <laughs> Talk about putting your life in your own hands.
4: <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I mean, you know, it's one of those things that I wanted, I was so focused that I wanted to do that. I quickly recognized that there was a a missing gap there for the fj40s as far as a custom roll cages that would you know fit the trucks really well and and really do their job and so what i did is i did not weld the roll cages (laughs) i bent all the tubing and then i shipped them unassembled so people had to weld them up themselves hopefully somebody knew how to weld better than me and i shipped them all over the country and so this kind of started back in 2000 is when i shipped my the very first cages and Things just kind of increased. I started building more things for my own truck. You know, learned a lot of lessons on my own vehicle. So something that I started with three hundred dollars in my garage, with no backing, no wealthy uncle or rich family or anything like that. It's just all self reinvesting back in the company. About four and a half years in, at about four and a half year mark, is when I went to my wife and told her I was quitting my corporate job that you know paid for everything and had the four hundred one k and the Health insurance and all that good stuff yeah. doing the land cruiser thing in my uh, garage that it by then it had already moved to its first small commercial location, and it just took off from there. It just snuggled. awesome.
0: What is your um, best selling product?
4: Oh boy, our best selling product is probably our lexus gx four seventy front and rear bumpers.
0: How far into the process for you were you working on Lexus vehicles versus just Toyotas?
4: It wasn't until the mid-2000s, like 2006, 2007, we started realizing that the Lexus GX470 is an extremely capable truck. And so we started designing parts for these trucks, and the GX470 has an Suspension in the back, meaning the rear, instead of coil springs in the back, it's these great big airbags, and those are great for comfort and for light use. But when we're going to modify and lift, we typically want to put a coil spring in, and so Metal tech designed uh, the first airbag coil conversion kit for them uh, in the like two thousand seven, two thousand six, and we just took off from there.
2: For somebody who may just be getting into all this, Mark. When you're talking about putting sliders or putting an aftermarket bumper, what are you really looking to accomplish with that? The biggest
4: thing we're trying to do is, is allow the vehicle to maneuver through obstacles easily, is the, is the goal, without damage. Uh, we don't want to obviously damage our trucks. We, you know, we, want, we like our trucks. <laughs> so what we do with sliders is that they mount to the frame and they come out and they protect the sides, the rockers under the doors of the vehicle's. And they're called sliders because they're essentially steel bars that are designed for the truck to come down on top of obstacles like rocks or a log or something like that and still have forward or rear motion and be able to slide along and not sustain damage to the rockers. And as far as the front bumper goes, when we're doing a front bumper on the vehicles, we're trying to improve approach angle on the front end. So as we approach an obstacle, we have less hanging down in front of the vehicle more of a approach angle that's allowing us to climb up onto obstacles and climb over things. And the other part of the bumper too, is that we're giving ourselves some additional recovery points. So it's easier to hook onto, to be able to extract another vehicle. Typically the non-Toyota, it's the one we're pulling out. Um, (laughs) The joke there, sorry.
1: Um,
4: And then of course we want to put a winch in the, in the, in our trucks. so we have a winch for self-recovery kind of off-road insurance and we want to integrate that into a package that fits the lines of the truck, protects the truck, increases the approach angle, perhaps adds some ability to put some off road lights built into the bumper. So we want things to be lightweight, high performance that protects the truck and allows us to be able to get out there and do what we want, but most importantly, get back again.
2: Yeah, it's something that complements the stock vehicle more so than anything, right? Correct. All right, Mark, at this point, Do you feel like you're selling more parts for Lexus or or Toyota?
4: You know, honestly, for us, it's still a balance between the two. I mean, the Lexus for a single platform we keep selling parts for, I mean, the the bumpers continue to sell very extremely well. But at the same time, though, our 4Runner line, the front bumper, we make a a no-cut direct bolt-on front bumper for the for the forerunners for the fifth-gen forerunners and our sliders for the fifth-gens bolt right on to the to the different models of the of the of the trucks and so we we continue to sell quite a bit of toyota stuff and including fj40 things that roll cage that i started the company with we still sell those
0: oh wow
2: (laughs) mark i got an important but personal question for you yeah so you had to convince your wife to leave your corporate job and us corporate folks here on the (laughs) other side of the mic so are you still (laughs) married (laughs)
4: <laughs> I am, actually. <laughs> we'll be celebrating 21 years
2: next month. Congratulations. That's awesome. So apparently, you're doing something right then. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well,
0: thank you so much for joining the podcast today. That was that was awesome.
4: Absolutely. hope to see you guys on the trail one of these days.
0: You heard it here first. Best-selling products are front and rear bumpers for the GX.
1: Heyo! Of course they are. It's cool to hear Mark's story and how he's been able to create a business around this.
0: Yeah. So before we go, one of our colleagues in corporate communications, we're calling him our field reporter, Dan Need, got to go to FJ Summit this July. The event has been bringing together Toyota owners from across North America for over 10 years. And Dan got the opportunity to ride along and speak to some of the folks there. Take a listen.
5: I am Jessica Larson, and I am a trail leader for yes. FJ Summit.
6: So what is it that you like about overlanding and off-roading?
5: Specifically off-roading, it, uh, it requires a different skill set. A lot of uh, paying attention to the trail, how it changes, um, how your vehicle responds. So it just gets you out of your comfort zone. Like Most people would never even drive a road like this. As far as overlanding goes, I think it uh, it's something about... Not staying in a hotel, you know, when you go on vacation, you're literally driving three days, you know, through whatever terrain and finding camp along the way. So Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of adventure excitement because you don't know where you're going to sleep next.
6: What kind of car do you drive?
5: I have an 07 Toyota FJ Cruiser.
6: What do you like about the FJ Cruiser?
5: I got it because it was a retro remake and I grew up riding in the back of my mom's best friend's uh, FJ40. Mm -hmm. So it had like a, I don't know, a reminiscent value to it because I am not that mechanically inclined to own an FJ40. (laughs) So this was the next best. Um, And it's made by Toyota, so reliability and had a Tacoma before that.
6: How would you describe the FJ Summit to someone who's never been here or heard of it?
5: It's like a, you're coming for a family reunion with people that you've known all your life and you're just meeting them for the first time because we all have one common interest, and that's the FJ, and if it's not an FJ, it is the Forerunner, it's the Tacoma, it's the Lexus GX 460s and 470s. Like, it's every make and model that Toyota has, and you're friends here. Like, you've never met this person, and all of a sudden, you're like, best pals. It's just an amazing community. It's more than just about the vehicle at that point.
6: Mm-hmm. What separates this from any other gathering of auto enthusiasts
5: I don't feel like Toyota owners are trying to one-up each other, like other, the racing community, like everybody has a Porsche or a Corvette or anything like that, and they're always competing with each other, where here, it's, we all own Toyotas, we all know what they're capable of, and Mm -hmm. it's just, Mm -hmm. it's a good time.
6: My name is Seth Kavanick, and I'm the director of the FJ Summit. What is it about an event like this that really appeals to you and the people here? So this is our 13th year doing this, and one of the things that strikes me is every single year, the vast majority of the people that come to this event, it's their first time. So we have people that come multiple times, but over 60% of them are always brand new. This is a Toyota-centric event. We um, have built our brand on Toyotas, and one of the things that we love about it that other vents who go to with other brands um, can't do is you beat these trucks up for three days and then you drive it home. I'm from Pennsylvania, so I drove 2,600 miles here, drove this truck through the mud, through the rocks, everything for three days, and then I'm gonna know and have confidence that I can drive it 2,600 miles back. Mm-hmm. Everybody here who owns a Toyota can say the exact same thing. Would you consider yourself a Toyota Superfan? I am a Toyota Superfan. This is my third Toyota vehicle. My family comes from Toyota vehicles. My brother's got a Tacoma. My dad's got a Tacoma. My wife's got a Tacoma. All of us have Toyota vehicles and through and through, and I will always own a Toyota vehicle. How many people here are a Toyota Super Bowl? Every single one of them, 873.
0: Once again, thank you so much for listening to Toyota Untold. To learn more about the FJ Summit, go to www.fjsummit.org. Our guest, Mark Holly is at wwwmetaltech 4 x 4com You can check out the Lexus GX off-road community at GXOR on Facebook. To see a picture of the custom rig Lexus made for this summit, click the link in the episode description. And we want to hear from you. If you use your Toyota or Lexus to go overlanding, we want to hear your stories and see your pictures. You can email us at podcast at toyota.com or tag us in your photos on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Let us know where you've been driving. This is Kelsey.
1: And Tyler. Shout out to in-house producers Sharon Hong and Allison Powell. Music by Wes Meixner. Edited and mixed by Crepe Media. Find us on Twitter at Toyota and at Lexus. And on Instagram at Toyota USA and at Lexus USA. See you in two weeks. Bye.